Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. My relative, to be specific. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, we discuss the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. Hooray! Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I just got back from the dentist yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I had a sinus infection last week, so right. I, uh, which you know, was unpleasant. But I also thought, if this is still going on when I'm about to go to the dentist, then I have a great excuse not to go to the dentist. So <laughs> I called last Friday and said, I'm still fighting off this sinus infection. I'm sorry, I can't, I don't want to come to my appointment. I don't want to get anyone sick. I'm oh. thinking of oh. the people. <laughs> and they uh, said. You know, and I figure the dead, the first thing she says is, I don't know if I have anything until January. And I'm just thinking, great. This yeah, that works for me. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> January. I was hoping you would say June, but January is good too. <laughs> And she says, hold on just a second. And I'm on hold for a couple minutes. And she comes back and says, I have an opening December 5th at 10 a.m., like three days from then. And uh, I took it. Uh, I got a clean bill of health. You'll be proud to hear no cavities. Very nice. Um, the cleaning is very unpleasant, as you are well aware. Um, and... Uh, I feel like I have just become more and more of a mess at the dentist over the years. <laughs> I now like have this like squirting salivary uh, gland thing that like, oh, if they like just poke oyster? me a certain way, <laughs> it just sort of like squirts out. <laughs> and I squirted my poor dental hygienist oh, multiple no. times. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so apologetic. But and she says, you can't control it. I know, but clearly annoyed. Um, and also, my eyes water with the um, gum pain, and Ooh. she's jabbing at me, and, you know, it's painful, but yeah. I'm fine, um, but my eyes do water, and she notices this <laughs> tear trickle out of my eye, and she dabs it with her paper towel and says, oh, oh, am I hurting you? <laughs> I, just, I thought, what a... This is this bizarre place I have to come where someone can stab at your gum line yes. with a metal hook and ask in all earnestness, Ooh. oh, am I hurting you? <laughs> yes, of course. It's the dentist. Of course you're hurting me. That's so oh. funny. One of the last times I went to the dentist, I said, uh, the dentist only, the dentist tries to come in every time, but I said, no, I don't want to see him if I don't have to see him. And so it was his time to come in. He oh, you mean the little visit at the end yes. of the cleaning where yes. he harumps and said, oh, well, I don't yes. like the looks of this or what A million dollars added on at the end. <laughs> so anyway, I usually only have to do that once a year. And he came in and I said, look, I don't want you to use that stabby thing that, that you know, that he sticks into the gums. And yeah. he, he said... What do you mean? He said, all we have is stabby stuff. <laughs> okay. So uh, I 
but listen to this. We had a we had a hygienist that cleaned our teeth for years. Oh, I loved her. She was so good. She retired. Went to the next one. This woman had a touch like um, <laughs> a magic fairy. Oh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. No, no. She she had such a light touch. She had a voice like this. She was very sweet and very pleasant. And I thought, oh, my God, for years I've been suffering with this other woman. And now this woman is has such a gentle touch. Well, I went home and it was like a bomb went off in my mouth. It was like I'm shoveling Advil in there as fast as I can because while really? she's yeah, while she has a very light touch, uh, apparently she gets the job done. So, uh, oh wow! But you don't feel it till later. Yeah. Oh, well, that may be all the mouth stuff that the listeners can take. Yeah, so that's let's probably move even on more to, than. Are I there can... any other appointments you want to complain about? Yes. I, well, this is one isn't really a complaint. This one isn't okay. really a complaint, but I did go to the eye doctor this morning. Oh, okay. And, We're moving up the face. Yes, moving up to a... Although some people are very twitchy about their eyes, but uh, I mm. am not. It's like going on the on an episode of Star Trek when you go to my eye doctor. This In this little... little well, it's not little anymore because she's expanded, but she has um, a very large office uptown. All the... Furnishings, everything is white. It's, oh, yes, it's very posh and very stark. And she has all the latest and greatest. She's she loves um, technology, so she has all these latest things. And uh, she said, uh, "Do you know about virtual reality?" <laughs> yes. Well, you know, don't what? we all? And I thought, yeah, I've seen. I've seen America's Funniest Home videos where people have on a virtual reality hood oh. and they break their TV or they fall and break the coffee table. And sure, I know all about virtual reality. So I'm ready. And uh, I go in and my virtual reality consisted of staring at a red dot and pressing a button when I saw a green haze or something as a secondary thing to look oh, at. Oh, wow. Weird. It's like a scene from a 70s sci-fi movie that you're describing. Honestly, right now. really. So, so not fun. And let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> it is not easy to concentrate on a little red dot. You think that sounds like, ah, yeah, okay. It's not that easy. No. Well, it doesn't hold your attention. Give me a big blue dot any day now there. <laughs> Well, anyway, when all was said and done and the helmet was removed, I realized that one of my buttons had come undone on my blouse. And it's it's like a button on a, it's sort of t-shirt material, so it doesn't stay buttoned huh. when you button it. So I just became... Why are a, you wearing this crappy blouse? Well, it's a nice blouse, and I did have You just a, said it was t-shirt material. Well, that's because I was trying to describe that if it was a crisp cotton, it probably would hold. But, you know, it's kind of... You don't think this was like a Seinfeld dentist situation, which <laughs> while you were in the virtual reality, they are unbuttoning you. <laughs> no. No, because it happened... Put this on. Three times on the way home. Um, you know, 
uh, but it's embarrassing, you know. How much did they did they think I didn't know? And oh, uh, you know. But then I thought I, I can't be worried about stuff like that. This doesn't sound like a nice blouse. Uh, I also wanted to talk to you about this deal that we set up because we thought this was brilliant to set up Secret Santa for this year. Yeah, Secret Santa and the family. So um, the I guess all the adult kids are getting. Um, and wives and whatnot are in this secret Santa. So we just get one gift. And you and I kind of conferred on the budget for this, right? Uh, we did. I think we did a crappy job uh, yeah. when all was said and done. I guess I really only wanted to get one person that I didn't get. <laughs> so, so, or maybe. Well, uh, you were in charge of the secret Santa. You could have rigged it. No, so no, no. I appreciate rigging. your honesty. I thought I could go with the flow for just about anybody, but when you feel like there's just this one gift, you know, it has to be something yeah. really, really special. This is what I wish I could have gotten. And yeah. I wish you had gotten me <laughs> and that I could have unlimited computer fixing time <laughs> all throughout the year. Wait, wait, wait. So now this, I don't understand now. I thought you had someone, you wanted me to get you, and then you wanted to prescribe this kid. <laughs> You're asking me this on the podcast? This is the most underhanded. Um... Is it? Yeah, it is. Well, no, I'm just saying, if you had gotten me, this is what I would have had daddy suggest to you that you give me. And I would have just said, "Nah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her a candle. I'm thinking I'm gonna go down to the Yankee Candle to see the biggest one they got." Ah, uh, I can't tell Good you. Lord, this is some. I don't know. This is like Pee Wee in the Christmas special. This is the giant stocking, and here's the left one. Oh God! So that okay. Well, I'll give that some thought. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. And let's dig into the Pop Mom mailbag. Oh, all right. We have a, a first-time emailer, Len B., writes in. He says, hi, John and Bonnie. First time, long time. This is the first time we're hearing from Len. Uh, he says he loves the podcast. He's always recommending it to his friends. Good. I even listened to a few episodes with my mom, and she loved it as well. Last week, I hosted a monthly salon with my friends. My topic was hymns, carols, and jingles, Christmas music through the years. Ooh, mm. that sounds fun. That a monthly does salon. That, this all sounds good. In order to get a cozy holiday feel to the night, I made Bonnie's Chex Mix recipe. Ooh. I didn't think I was a fan of Chex Mix, as most of the ones I've had are either too salty, mm. overbaked, or filled with a bunch of stuff I don't particularly care for. Yeah, like the bagel chips? Lad? Yeah. I mean, the bagel... Th no, yeah. sorry. And what is the other thing we hate in there? The, the elephant uh, toenails things. Oh. Those are the bagel chips. Oh, those are the bagel chips. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Elephant toenails, though. I forgot about that one. Uh Len goes on, but this recipe was delicious. It was smooth and buttery with just the right amount of salt. I had to make a couple of changes since the store I went to didn't have Spanish peanuts. Uh. Stop patronizing that facility. <laughs> yeah, the redskin peanuts. I, I don't know what, but they add just the right something. 
Um, Len says he used mixed nuts instead. This is why I wanted to pass it along to the listeners. Interesting. Mixed nuts. Have you ever tried that? No, but that could be very good. Makes sense. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I got a lot of compliments and ended the night with only a couple of scoops left. I'll Mm. definitely make it again. Thanks for the podcast. Len, thanks for the email, Len. That was a good one. Thank Try you. mixed nuts in your Chex Mix recipe. That's all for the mailbag right now. We got the email address at the end of the podcast, but I think it's time to talk about Pee Wee. What say you? Love um, it. Yes. Originally aired in 1988, the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special is a giddy time capsule of not just that moment, but a whole half century mm. of pop culture before it. Paul Rubin's man-child character spends the whole hour selfishly cavorting through a Christmas wonderland filled with the usual sidekicks, Reba the Mail Lady, Cowboy Curtis, and such, and a murderer's row of 80s pop culture icons. Grace Jones shows up in a wooden crate. Whoopi Goldberg begs to be on the show. Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello make a thousand Christmas cards and share... Helps Pee-wee reveal the secret word. Share. Good God, here's a clip. Share, what are you doing here? Well, Pee-wee, I just came by to see what today's secret word is. Secret word? (laughs) I completely forgot. (laughs) Conky, share with us what today's secret word is. Sure. Share. Today's secret word is here. Now, you all know what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right, Cher? Ah! That's right! For the rest of the day, whenever anyone says a secret word, scream real loud. Ready? Let's try it. <laughs> so, uh, Cher, are you having a nice Christmas so far? Oh, yeah, Pee Wee. Christmas is my favorite time of year. <laughs> <laughs> That was so cool, Cher. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome, Pee-wee. And Pee-wee, see you next year. Pee-wee's Christmas special has been restored and re-released in HD on the Pee-wee Herman YouTube channel. Mom, did you love this special? And if so, why don't you marry it? (laughs) I did love it. I love everything Pee-wee. I loved it. Although I just want to, I do have a question here for you. Wow! Wow! The love section of the review was over. (laughs) Really? Let me check the stopwatch. I think that's a new record. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about why you love it. I love the opening scene with the snow falling, and to me, (laughs) it it just was a perfect fifties. Beginning of 60s Christmas scene. Right. I, I, I could watch that for over and over. It was so beautifully done. It had every element. It was soft. It was beautiful. And, and then we arrive at the, at the playhouse. Th- those opening moments are just so exciting, I think. 
I agree. It's um, it's a stop motion opening as Pee Wee's Playhouse always begins with this um, stop motion animated uh, journey up to the playhouse at the top of this wilderness uh, hill. Um, and for the Christmas special, they've redone it and everything's covered in snow and um, it's very slow and patient going across mm. this natural landscape with the fox running around and little elves passing gifts to each other and um i'm just watching it looking at all the detail and thinking of all the work that went into this for a christmas special that aired i mean it aired um i think for five or six years on cbs but you know once a year right and one episode they put all this work into the first uh minute of it um yeah, so the opening is is great and harkens back to those um, stop motion animated Christmas specials, of course, right. that we still watch. Yes, yes, it was it was a very very special moment uh, leading up to the playhouse where there is just a cavalcade of I I, I, mean, I can't imagine who wasn't invited to I know. to be in this. I just. <laughs> It's it's the most amazing lineup of people. Little Richard and I just wonder, did these people show up and say, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and and I then know. just go with it. It was it was amazing. This was amazing to me to watch. Just it was just one star after another. There's so much to talk about in this special, um, but let's uh, linger on the stars for a second. Uh, you know, Pee Wee. Pee-wee is this uh, um, exuberant man-child, and yet um, he's never not winking at the audience. You know, his right yes. his manner is so over the top and so ludicrous that he's like, especially for the grown-ups watching, like we're always in on the joke right. from minute zero to the to the end. <laughs> so, yeah, these celebrities are coming in with. I mean, everybody's pretty game. Like, everybody yes. seems happy to be there and is really playing along. Um, but, Can I tell- yeah, I'm watching Cher do the secret word and thinking, I can't <laughs> believe what I'm seeing here. She's talking to this robot made out of a boombox and a typewriter. Yeah. At, and uh, Re- She's going to reveal the me, secret what- word. Yeah. My fu- my One of my favorite spots was when Pee Wee goes into the... Um, the television telephone booth. Oh my God. Yeah. And he talks to Dinah Shore, who talk, 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 talks. And Pee Wee's yeah. rolling his eyes. And I loved that element of, hey, I think she's talking too much too. And he puts in a cardboard Pee Wee and she just keeps talking and talking. And like you said, we're in on the joke. I thought that part was. It was genius, I think. I was cracking up. I was sitting here laughing as I watched that, and I can't wait to watch this again with uh, the kids because I think they'll get a kick out of uh, Pee-wee's mischief as well. She's singing the 12 Days of Christmas is what she's doing. (laughs) And, um, you know, when she starts... Your first thought is, oh, my God, is she going to do the whole thing, right? And then that immediately becomes, not immediately, actually. He, like, takes a call from Oprah Winfrey in the middle of it. Um, But, like, that becomes the joke, Um, Pee-wee growing increasingly antsy. And, like, he's um, taking the piss out of, I would say, most of the celebrities that uh, come on the special. Like, he's 
again, in a way that they're in on too. Yeah. But like he's making fun of them and rolling his eyes. And like I said in the intro, it's such, to me, it's such this mind blowing concentration of um, 20th century culture yeah. in a way that um, shows like The Simpsons are beautiful to me in the same way yeah. that they can take so much accumulated um, experience and turn it into the premise for jokes and for uh, strange visuals and for this character, this ridiculous character who the roots of which go back to people like Buster Keaton and Harold Lloyd mm. um, on in silent film, you know, this, these man children, but um, this character that like, you can't help but love like Pee Wee can do anything yeah. and he's a total jerk for this whole hour. Right. But he, you love him all the more when um, everybody's, criticizing him for his giant stocking and he says that's not a hit here's the left one um um you can't help loving him in my opinion you can't he has the soul of a of an eight-year-old almost we didn't even talk about penny there's a penny cartoon as well i do love her eyes you know her penny eyes i think she's penny eyes It didn't even occur to me as a kid that, like, it's just a tape recording of (laughs) some guy's daughter, right? Yes. As as an adult watching it, of course, you can see, and it's all the more charming for it, but you see it quite differently, um, understanding how it was made. When I was a kid, she was just funny Penny. Right. Uh, But, yeah, if you haven't seen it, they take this little girl's uh, musings and edit them together and then animate them with claymation uh, you never know when you're going to lapse into claymation on peewee's playhouse yeah. especially in this special this special has a lot of it in there you know i don't even know what kind of genre this falls into because it's just so mixed up it has every kind of of comedy i think except for yeah. blue comedy i don't <laughs> it just has everything in it joan rivers i mean people that were really big in the day are are on here and they're all you know either tongue in cheek or having a wink or part of the part of the joke it's pretty incredible stuff i think joan rivers could have done more she just said a quick merry christmas from the hollywood squares set i could have done with a little more joan i could have done with a little less i have to say kd lang Woof! why was that so long and <laughs> um kd lang was the one person who i think just didn't get it like i from the first moment she stepped out on stage and she's just sort of jumping around um oof well maybe uh, she didn't get it i mean don't you think i think she didn't that's what i think that's what i think is that she didn't get it um and i i can understand that (laughs) (laughs) i really can um, she doesn't get to interact with Pee Wee at all either. Um, it feels to me like they just brought her in on a Saturday and they had all the puppets shaking back yeah. and forth and she just had to, we got three minutes here, yeah, KD. Yeah. So I think that was the only thing that fell a little flat. Do you think that Lawrence Fishburne looks back and says, man, that, that body of work, pretty solid. Cowboy Curtis. <laughs> I'm sure he's, don't you think you would be proud to have been part of this pop cultural phenomenon? Yes, I hope Um, so, but I don't know. 
Boy, I noted down the Cowboy Curtis segment, Mom, because um, you remember, and I think many people in my generation remember in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the Large Marge scene. Yes. All of a sudden, Large Marge's face comes to life in terrifying claymation. And the moment when Pee-wee and Cowboy Curtis stare at the snowman, because they've heard that if you stare at a snowman, it'll come to life. And then the snowman comes to life with like two hot dogs or something. And he (laughs) says Merry Christmas to them or something. But ooh, that felt like a Tim Burton-esque moment that was a little bit funny, but also gave you the creeps and maybe more of the latter. Well, I think there is a, a, you know, as with Pee-wee's Big Adventure... He's not afraid to go there. Yeah, he's not afraid to give you the shivers a little bit. This character doesn't give me the shivers, but I do always find him a bit menacing, <laughs> which is Jombie. Oh. Do you find Jombie a bit scary as a... No. Uh, there was something about him as a kid because... Well, all you uh, saw it, was his oh. head. I mean, that's pretty weird. That's Yeah, it's all, all of him is his green head, sure. That's uh, weird to begin with, but even though he grants these wishes, he can also, um, like, he gets a little ornery with Pee-wee <laughs> when Pee-wee's angling for an extra wish, and that's always, um, I'm always afraid of Jombie's scorn a little bit. I don't think he means anyone any harm. I love Jombie. I think he's beautiful. I would love to have no, my he's face. he's a little creepy. No, he's not. He's not creepy. He's beautiful. He's just beautiful. Mecca lecca high, mecca hiney ho. What kind of chant is that? Oh, and didn't you memorize it, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I was a subscriber to the religion of Jombie when yes, I was a kid, for course. sure. Well, he inspired this awe in me. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all were saying that. Mecca lecca high, mecca hiney ho. And laughing, because we're idiots, but... um. We all love Jombie. I love all the characters. I mean, I love them even more as a grown-up. Yes. Uh, I love Reba the Male Lady's enthusiasm. Uh, I love Miss Yvonne's narcissism. Listen to me. I want to tell you this other thing that I thought was very funny because it is a it is a traditional joke, but everybody that brings Pee-wee a present brings him a fruitcake. Right. And he's very dismayed at that. But then he turns it into a new wing of the playhouse. Uh, they have a few running gags. There's that and uh, Dinah Shore. I mean, she's singing till the 500th day of Christmas. They keep cutting back to her. Uh, and why so is that the... so funny? Do you know why that's so funny? Because she's Dinah Shore. And I, it's funny again and again to see Pee Wee as a child would not really care right. about the celebrities and these, except for Cher, who he does uh, <laughs> fawn over. You know, most, I mean, the conversation he has with Whoopi Goldberg, uh, where she, you know, he won't book her until like two years out. And she says, okay, see you in two years. And he says, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like an eight year old, as you said, um, he doesn't care about these famous yeah. people. He's excited when they first show up, hooray, and then he quickly gets bored with yeah. them. Um, which, you know, 
Not to belabor the point, but as a kid, if you heard Dinah Shore starting up this 12 Days of Christmas song, as a kid especially, you'd think, oh, really? This song's going to last forever now? Um, and Pee Wee just speaks to that truth. Um, so it's he. It's a very simple formula on its face, this grown adult being a child, but he um, plays to our adult cynicism and, and a child's yes, innocence at yes, the same time. That is it exactly. And it's confusing, but delightful. Yeah, yeah. And n- nobody could do it like Paul Rubens. That was no. uh, the unique genius that he brought to this uh, character. Uh, and it's why we loved him. I mean, you did not miss Pee Wee on Saturday mornings Mm-mm. in the Tatey household. Um, even even Daddy though they only there. made. Yeah. Well, uh, how could he not appreciate I it? I don't you know. know. It's. We didn't even talk about the King of Cartoons with that right. great Fleischer cartoon, oh, a, a Fleischer cartoon about this um, guy who lives in a shack and gathers up all this junk and makes toys that delights the local orphanage. Like, that's the whole story, yep. what I just yep. told you, but uh, charmingly animated. And I'm watching it thinking about how, you know, this cartoon embodies. Uh, sort of an American mid-century spirit of Christmas, even before mid-century, like after the Depression is what I'm thinking. And it's part of the values of the country at that time in a really um, strong way that like you make do. And Christmas is a moment in the year where you make do and find joy with no matter what you have. That's right. I've been very lucky. I've, we've never really wanted um, so much around Christmas time. There were one or two dodgy years in there, I guess, but we've been very lucky on the whole. Uh, I know you've had some lean Christmases yourself. Um, I feel this, speaking more broadly, I feel this is a value of Christmas that you don't see as much uh, anymore. Yeah. And I was charmed to see it. When it was even retro then, in the 80s, yes. I was charmed to see it the King of Cartoons show for that, uh, for the special. You know, pop up some popcorn, get in your Snuggies, get on the couch, watch this with the family. Everyone will be delighted and amused. Mom, what is your grade for the Pee Wee's Christmas special? Well, I'm going to have to give this a golden A+. A golden A+. This is the first time ever. We've made 170-some-odd episodes, and this is the first golden A. What sound effect do you want me to put under the golden A+. something trumpety, I think. Oh, something trumpety. Okay, good. Okay, so I'm hoping Scott's editing that. I shouldn't even (laughs) say I'll put this in. Scott will have to find something trumpety. Um, And I'm hoping that uh, when we announced your golden A that we heard something trumpety underneath that. I'm sure by the time you've heard this, there has been something (laughs) trumpety. Now we come to the recommendation portion of the show, and uh, this is a dark day in Pop Mom history. This will go down with the 60 Minutes Rathergate scandal and the Dateline NBC lighten the SUV on fire scandal. Mom's recommendation last week on Pop Mom was indeed defective. We didn't get any emails about this, but 
I'm going to assume that thousands of you were enraged about this. Last week, Mom recommended a book supposedly entitled Howl by who? I forget. Maybe you made up the author, too. But who wrote this book, Mom? Well, who wrote Howl? No. <laughs> well, Allen Ginsberg wrote Howl. Right. But the and book, but who? The name of the book you actually read. <laughs> who? Yes. I was trying I to show how how uh, cultured I was, uh, but the bu- name of the book I read was Hoot by Carl Hyacin, and uh, I still would recommend it because it was a fun read. But this week... So for all of you who <laughs> ran out and got in the car and drove at top speed to your local bookseller and said, please give me your finest copy of Howl... By Carl Hyacinth, and they looked at you like you had two heads. We apologize. Now you know. Get back in the car as soon as you're done listening, or if you're already in the car, accelerate to a greater speed now, and you can tell your local bookseller that, in fact, you want Hoot by Carl Hyacinth. We regret the error, yes, Mom. Yes, I'm really what sorry. What is your hopefully... Quality Assured recommendation this week. My recommendation this week, I have two, is The Monsters of Morley Manor by Bruce Coville. This is a a book about two kids that have a haunted manor in their neighborhood that is going to be torn down. So they're having a big yard sale. And from there, a lot of hijinks ensue. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's The Maniacs of Marley Mansion <laughs> by Bruce Coville. Do I have that right? I no. think so. No, it's The Monsters of Morley Manor. Oh, oh, okay. My mistake. And I don't... Uh, and you had an addition. You I have do. a double this week. Is that I right? Do. Okay, go ahead. Because I think I have recommended this before, but I'm not positive, so I'm going to recommend it again. It's called Fisk. It's on Netflix. F-I-S-K on Netflix. Fisk on Netflix. Okay. Is it, Now, is that all? Yes. Okay, so we'll correct all the errors in uh, what you just heard next week. Unless you want uh, to... Do you want to sing Pee-wee's theme song? <laughs> no. Okay. No, maybe that'll be our Christmas present to the listeners. So we got to do the last minute gift guide. Don't forget. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Too, for we've already missed the Hanukkah season. Um, it's early this year, so I apologize uh, to those of you who were looking for more uh, nut and gum related uh, recommendations uh, for your Hanukkah gift giving. We really dropped the ball on that front. Uh, happy Hanukkah, by the way, happy to uh, those of you who celebrate. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. This episode of the podcast was edited by Scott Jones. Thank you, Scott. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more pop culture. But what should we talk about? Well, maybe we could talk about something interesting. Something, are you sure? Do you think people really want to listen to that? I don't know. Let Something us interesting? know. Maybe they don't. I think. All right. We can try it. You know what I think might be interesting is the uh, Tim Burton motion picture Batman Returns. What do you think about that? That could be interesting. Is that? That's a Christmas movie of sorts. No, it isn't. Is it? <laughs> 
Yeah, it actually it does take place at Christmas. Yeah, Batman Returns. That's that's why it's on the list. You could act a little more exciting. We actually are going to be talking about Batman Returns next week. So you know I'm You can excited. already tell Mom's looking forward to it. I love Batman. Batman is my favorite superhero. I know that's why it's on, that's why it's on the schedule here. But you know, hey, it's a, your little glimpse behind the scenes, folks. This is how <laughs> the sausage gets made. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Uh, we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.